Thanks for tuning in to Warcry Radio, where your host and wealth strategist, Karina Calhoun, focuses on mind reframing, personal money and credit, business theory to launch clarity, business credit, business leadership, home buying, and real estate investments. Tune in every Tuesday and Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time for another great episode. Talk soon. Peace. Hey, everybody. Welcome to War Cry Radio. I am your host and wealth strategist, Karina Calhoun, and I have another amazing, awesome episode on today. Today, I have in the studio with me, Janice Eisman. And hey, Janice, how are you? I'm so good, and I'm so happy to be here. Awesome. So I just want to jump right in because I really feel like this is going to be an amazing conversation. I feel it already that this is just, we're kindred spirits and we're just going to talk. We're going to have a good time. Yes. <laughs> so Janice, tell us about yourself. Where are you from? What do you do? What do you love to do? And also give us a little known fun fact also. A little known fun fact. Amazing. So I am Canadian and I was born and raised on a farm in Canada. And then I graduated from high school and my like dream was definitely not related to farming. So I moved to the largest urban area that I could find. And I wanted to work in advertising. So that was a huge challenge because being a farm girl, I didn't know anybody who worked in that field and neither did my parents and neither did anybody that I know. So a lot of what has happened subsequently in my life really was the lesson of let's have a dream, let's follow that dream and let's make it happen. So right from the get-go I actually ended up moving to Toronto and I got my job in advertising and I did that through sending resume after resume after resume and keeping a spreadsheet of what and who I really wanted to work for and then just following up following up following up and Awesome. <laughs> yeah. So that was the start of kind of what has happened since then. After my advertising job, I wanted to work in magazine publishing. So out of the marketing and advertising career that I love so much, I really wanted to just work in that little corner. So we can repeat that story. I ended up doing 60 job interviews before I got the job I wanted. Oh my goodness. That's can we just like park right there for a second? There. 60 interviews before you got the actual job that you wanted. Yes, yes. And Talk I actually in that time, I turned down a job with Canada's largest publisher, which was very scary because it was close to what I wanted, but it wasn't close enough. So I said, uh, I'm gonna pass on this one and hold out. And I worked a temp job in the meantime until I got my dream job. Girl, talk about <laughs> determination. Yes. That is so encouraging. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. So let's, let's see, you interviewed 60 times. Turns out the largest company in that particular area yes. worked a temporary job. Yes. It's temporary. It was temporary. It and was it was a mind-numbing temp job, let me tell you. <laughs> that but is so encouraging. And at each of these interviews, they would tell me you would be perfect for someone else. 
so just keep at it. And that was also part of what kept me going was I just networked my way until finally that one person was willing to give me a chance. So I literally like, I'm almost speechless, which I'm not supposed to be because this is a podcast. But I am literally almost speechless because that, so for our listeners, listen, you all, (laughs) you'll probably want to come back and listen to this episode again. Put it on repeat until it really gets you down (laughs) because this is amazing. Janice, you're hitting it just coming straight out the box. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, this is really, think about what we are encountering right now during COVID-19. Yes. We're talking worldwide. So it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter what you're trying to do, but listening to what you're saying, you know, and it doesn't matter when it happened. It could have happened a hundred years ago or just two years ago but the point is to go through that many times of someone saying you're great you'll be great for someone else yes you know and then to have the audacity to turn (laughs) down (laughs) you know it's true it's true it's true to really have the audacity yes to just I hung say, on you know, until it was just right, and and I did get the job that I wanted, and I worked there for I don't know. In total, I think it was about seven years. It was a it was a great position, and it and I'm glad that I waited. I'm I'm really glad that I continued forward and had sixty, either fifty nine or sixty people say no to me. I am floored. You know, we all go through those moments where we are dealing with some type of, no matter how big or small, limiting beliefs. And, you know, they kind of, they can put a pause in us. But this is so encouraging, especially going into, you know, now the latter part of 2020, where basically the first seven months has been absolutely crazy. So, Tell us more. Oh my goodness. Tell us more. <laughs> so then I'm gonna then I'm gonna tell you about how I ended up quitting that career. And I now uh, so that particular career path actually took me all the way to New York City. So I ended up being the farm girl in New York City. I would sometimes when I say sometimes all the time wear my cowboy boots. I worked in the fashion media. It was great. It was just a great career. And there came a day when I I changed quite suddenly um, and then and now I actually am a fitness entrepreneur I moved back to Canada and so I use that relentless spirit and that relentless attitude to open my business I am actually a lone parent and I was told recently that single parents and that does not include I mean it would include lone parents there's not as many of us have a 5% chance of having a business last longer than five years. So I am in that group now. And that is simply because of that same attitude of this is happening, it's happening now, and it cannot not happen. (laughs) You are my inspiration. I am, seriously. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So when COVID 
came to pass. Just like every other jurisdiction in North America, mine also shut my business. So I woke up one morning to find out that my child no longer went to school. And within 12 hours, my business was no longer open. So I literally remember saying the words, this will not put me under, it will not. I will do whatever it takes to hang on to my business. And today I was actually just on the retail storefront by my business. There's nine businesses within a block of either side that are major retail storefronts that have already closed their doors, but I'm determined to still hang on and use that same spirit of relentless dreaming and doing and executing and pivoting and just flowing with the the rapid water that COVID is bringing to us. Yes, yes. So talk to us a little, and I want to hear more about your fitness company, your fitness business. I want to hear more about that. But also I want to hear about what you are doing internally. And I know you said you're being relentless and you're using the same, you know, thoughts and, and different things like that that you use for that particular job, that career. But talk to us a little bit about this because I really feel like this is a really a divine appointment, honestly, because this is a time where people really I mean, we, you know, to be honest, there are so many states now here in the United States that are potentially dialing back to yeah. a some form of a lockdown. Sure. Yeah. We're seeing this. We're seeing this rolling through the, the through North America. Absolutely. Yeah. So I said something important when I first started speaking about myself. I grew up on a farm, and on a farm, we don't typically consider farmers entrepreneurs, but that's exactly what it is. Mm -hmm. And farm, farms and farmers literally weather business, good years, bad years, storms roll in, hail storms take it out, prices rise up, prices fall down. And I grew up in that environment where actually a lot of it was really outside of my parents' hands. So there would be times when things would be um, incredible because the weather was incredible. There would be times when things were not incredible just because of those outside circumstances. And so I would actually put those two things together, COVID and the farm, because this is something that is like a hailstorm passing by. It's, you know, it's uncomfortable for sure. But I think I actually grew up with that. Well, the work carries on, the goals carry on, the dreams carry on. We may cut back the finances, we may not we still have to proceed forward so that there is a 10-year plan or a 20-year plan and there's a bit of diversification and you still do your best job and you still get out there and work and you don't stop just because something has befallen you that you can't control. So I think that in my core value system, we now call it mindset and I think that you can build that skill set, but I was lucky enough to actually grow up with it. Uh -huh. So we had to get out there and weed the garden. The hailstorm had passed over the night before. We still had to get up and do the job and we still had to carry on. And that was the family's income. So you can't just say, oh, okay, well, I guess we leave the farm now. <laughs> Several people recently have asked if I'm closing my business. Quite honestly, it hasn't even occurred to me to close my business. I have online offerings. I 
have different forms of diversification that I can execute. So my passion, my skill set can still be used. It doesn't mean that I stop working just because the doors of my fitness studio are locked. I still have skills and talents and passions and dreams that, that have not stopped. So again, I think that recently we call that mindset, but certainly when I grew up, that word wasn't really in our vocabulary, right. but it's all about just getting up in the morning and carrying forward. And that's not always easy. So, you know, I, this is just an amazing conversation. This is why I love Fireside Chats because you never know what's gonna come out of it. You always hope that they're blazing, which this <laughs> is, <laughs> you know? And so talk to us about the business that you're actually running right now, the fitness business. I wanna hear about this because you know, at this point, if you have that tenacity, that audacity, that drive, then I cannot imagine, you know, working with you. <laughs> what oh, I love, like. by the way, the term audacity. I just love that. That's great. I'm, yes. I'm taking that one. That's, yes, it is yours. That is so great. <laughs> um, so the business that I own is a super small one-to-one -one studio. I work with people to help get their bodies out of pain so that they can feel better. It's a lot of type A folks who just want to get on with their life. So I don't necessarily work with people who are dying to be fit. I work with people who are dying to get rid of that, those aches and pains in their neck, their shoulder, their back, their knee, their hip. I've had CEOs that tell me that they're embarrassed when they've taken business flights because they hobble off the plane and that's their kind of starting moment. I've had ex-Olympians who come in because they've had nagging pain from their sport 25 years ago that they wow. just can't figure out how to get rid of. I've had competitive 15-year-old athletes that are on that physio track where they just can't get off. I've had 40 and 50-year-old female executives that basically can't stand up off the floor. I have senior citizens that want to garden. It just runs the whole gamut, but essentially it's people who have life goals and life passions and something in their body is saying, hey, this isn't right, you're in pain. So I work with them to educate them on their body, their body sensations, teach them exercises, teach them body sensation abilities, like body awareness skills, and then send them on their way so that they can go off and live their best life. So what I do for a living is so incredibly fulfilling because I get to talk to people all day and I literally get to make people feel better in their bodies all day. I absolutely love that. And, you know, just the fact that you say you help them get to where they really need to be, want to be, and then send them on, you know, yeah. yes. so that they can be the best that they can be, so they can yeah. live their best life. That is so amazing. So, Janice, if someone were to get in touch with you, what is the process? What happens? What happens? Well, at this moment, the process is now excitingly very digital. So yes. I had actually played with and experimented with the digital uh, offerings in 2018. The issue at that point, actually consumers weren't ready. So we, we didn't know what to do with our cell phones. We didn't know what format and what software and how to execute all this. So thank you, pandemic 2020, because we all know now. Yes. <laughs> so at this point, I have group class offerings that are on demand, that are 
available through a subscription service and I also do privates. So privates really are my jam because that way I work one-on-one. -on -one. Mm -hmm. So I had, a, I had a client that came in last week and I just thought this was so fun and delightful. He said, you're like a psychologist for the body. How do you see this? Can you just fix it all and tell me what's wrong? And that's really, that's really my jam is, is being that psychologist for the body where I work one-on-one -on -one with people. I love it. And tell us how we can get in touch with you. I have a website. It's My Body Couture, so you can reach out to me through that. And you can also reach out to me through all of my, all the social media platforms. I'm most active actually on Facebook, followed by Instagram, but you know, I'm checking, I'm doing what all the business owners do and I'm checking in with Twitter and with, with all the social medias. So the business is called My, M-Y, Body, B-O-D-Y, Couture, which means custom, C-O-U-T-U-R-E. So I do custom programs. My job title that I've given myself is movement specialist. Is a, say that again. I'm a movement specialist. Okay, I Which like is different that. than a fitness instructor. It's different than a personal trainer. So I look at how you're moving and we optimize that so that you can move and feel better. I love it, I love it. And what, how did you get started in this? What made you decide to move from the career that you were, <laughs> you know, really focused on yeah. <laughs> and yeah. move into this? What brought you into it? Originally, I mean, this story goes back a long way. When I first moved away from the farm and I was in post-secondary education, in Canada we call it university, in the US it's college, but I was in college and I, and I started running and I injured my knee and I went on this kind of circle to try to figure out a solution. So I was at the physio and I was at the sports doctor and I went to a rolfer and I did this and I did that and nothing actually really helped. And so biomechanics has come a long way in the last 20 years so now that would be known as runner's knee and uh -huh. there's kind of a known solution for that but back in those days we didn't know what that was so I just went round and round in this circle until somebody told me to go to a Pilates studio and so that now we all know what Pilates is now but back then it was really for dancers and people in rehab and physios so I was like sure I'm gonna do this and for some reason it just really struck me as I want to do this and also for some reason I mean I was vision boarding long before it was a thing I had I had little books and I would cut pictures out and kind of make my my own little board that I would carry around in my pocket and I had own a Pilates studio on there and wow. I took I tucked that goal in to my pocket while I went off and I did my 60 job interviews and relentlessly pursuing <laughs> all the rest of this. Um, but fitness became quite a passion. So I ended up, the location of that particular job was in Toronto, as I mentioned already. And that actually fortuitously at the time I was living there was the place where the world's largest global Pilates headquarters wow. was. Yeah. And so my job ended up, as I already mentioned, taking me to New York and I knew I was gonna move. So that was kind of a one to two year goal. And I was like, you know, I've had this on my list for 10 years. So we either get this moving or we get it off the list. And I just kind of recognize that I'm never gonna do it. So for a year, I rode my bicycle really uphill, literally up the hill, a couple of miles to go and take my Pilates training. So that was an 800 hour training that I did in my spare time while working this other 
the glam job. And then when I worked, moved to New York, um, I continued doing a lot of health and fitness education. It was largely twofold. It was a personal passion and it was also just a way to connect with a community. Um, the fashion community and the media community aren't necessarily the healthiest communities. Right. <laughs> so especially living in a new city, I had to just move to New York and I immediately signed up for a holistic nutrition certification because I wanted to meet some other people that were a little bit, I mean, I love, I still to this day, I love champagne, but I wanted to meet some people that didn't just love the champagne, but also you know, we can have some kale chips with the champagne. <laughs> so that was kind of how that started. And it wasn't really until I moved here and I, my stuff had been in storage for a couple of years. And I was like, you know, it's crazy. I had really outfitted a whole studio. My, wow. my life was really moving kind of in that direction, even though I didn't really know that. So yeah. I was, I was, I was doing, if I was to follow a path on purpose, I did what they would tell you to do, which is to use your day job to help finance all of the training, the experience, the background. I mean, I had private clients, so I knew how to price. I knew kind of my specific niche. And I did that for years. I, I was doing both and it was just a personal passion and a hobby job. So that's what's generally recommended to entrepreneurs instead of jumping from one pool to the next. So I did that for six or seven years part-time and then jumped in full-time. Wow, I absolutely love it. This is such an inspirational story. And it's not a story, it's your life, but you know, to hear it in real time as far as you know, you really going through and relaying everything that you've you know, gone through and how you, again, you had the audacity. <laughs> True. <laughs> to just keep going, you know, even when things may not have looked the way they should have to others. Absolutely. So when I moved here, I had a one-year-old child, and that is not the time that people are like, you know what, you should still run some commercial space and open a business. <laughs> but that's exactly what I did. I had no idea, quite honestly, where I even was. I just called up a commercial real estate agent. I'm like, show me some spaces. And we pulled up outside of the building where I currently lease. And it just had that, that right look and feel. It turned out to be on the most popular retail strip in wow. the city. At the time when I, when I got in the car, I didn't really know what I was actually signing up for. But generally speaking, it hasn't really occurred to me to let those barriers stop me. I love it. There's been a lot of a lot of work in the meantime. So I don't want to paint that entrepreneur life like it's right. this dream, like I, oh, I just, you know, these, these things happen and then I sailed through it. That's not the case. But I just think those initial moments when a regular person might say, hey, from a practical standpoint, you have a one-year-old, maybe you should get a stable job. I ran straight into the fire of let's, let's do this entrepreneur thing. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So Janice, we're going to take a quick break and we, when we come back, I want you to talk about your fitness program. And it seems to me that you are able to, especially with entrepreneurs, because our audience is mainly women entrepreneurs. And so I want to find out from you how you use all of this past experience 
and dial into this is what is actually helping to create the pain in your body right you know so when we come back i want you to talk about that a little bit and we'll be right back folks Hey guys, I just wanted to interrupt just for a brief moment to let you guys know that I do have some great and amazing information over at warcry.com. If you go to my website, you will see where I have a welcoming wealth level up center. Guys, I am constantly curating and creating content to drop into this welcoming wealth level up center the reason why i want to do this guys is because i believe in you and so with that being said i've got a ton of free information on there i've got e-courses mini courses i've got modules i've got all kinds of things guys for you to level up Listen, you guys know I always say wealth is not always just monetary. Wealth is our mindset as well. Wealth is within us. And so as we begin to build ourselves up, we begin to move fluidly towards wealth and we can handle it a lot better. We can actually, guys, obtain maintain and sustain so run over to warcry.com and check me out there guys peace we are back with janice eisman and we are talking about just some awesomeness i don't even this is this is literally the epitome of a fireside chat this is a conversation that if you are not motivated and encouraged and just literally pushed through then check your pulse honestly (laughs) check your pulse (laughs) so janice before we went on break i wanted you to talk to us So our audience is primarily women. We have a ton of women. We have uh, women internationally, folks that are listening. And I want to be able to get from your perspective how you can help really dial in when talking to women entrepreneurs based on what you've already experienced in life. Because we've been there. We're some of some folks are still there. And yes. so we experience this pain in our bodies for various yes. And so talk about that a little bit. Pain in the body is something that I have noticed links to emotional pain. And it's usually from being out of alignment. And so my work is definitely on the body, but there's almost always a moment when somebody will, in a private setting, will confide deeper emotional stuff that's going on. I hate my job. I hate my husband. My, I, I do have some males. My wife cheated on me. Mm-hmm. You name it, it's in there. Yeah. And those are usually things that culturally we are told to shove aside. No one wants to hear it or take it to a therapist, but our bodies actually still retain that information. So 
particularly if these are things related to your job. That needs to be addressed. That needs to come out there. There are so many people literally living a life that is out of alignment and that is causing your body pain. Now, I want to just put a box around that. My core job is not as a psychologist yes. or a psychotherapist. Right. And it's not as simple as, you know, you verbalize it and out comes the pain. But generally speaking, that emotional pain causes a lot of physical compression in the body. Yeah. Just through this, right? We all are familiar with that kind of idea. We crumple up the face, furrow the brow, clench the jaw, the your, our stomachs contract, all of that stuff. And then we're kind of walking around like this tight, rigid ball of physical compression. Mm-hmm. And part of it, especially with women, is that we're taught that we have to be good girls. We're taught to close our mouth. We're taught that there's a path in life. We're taught that the way to be seen and accepted by men or societies to do X or Y or Z and so i do find that that is actually a lot more common in the female set i mean men have it too for different reasons because men are not exactly taught to express emotion either but especially on the female entrepreneur side i have i actually work with a ton of entrepreneurs as well and quite often that career path even as an entrepreneur isn't really the one that she has crafted or she crafted it and that was 20 years ago or 15 years ago and now she feels really stuck. And so I have actually built myself a business with a lot of dynamic flow. So COVID has been a moment where I have to like, okay, I'm gonna take a little bit more of this skill. I'm gonna focus a little bit more on that. And I make sure to weave in my creative passions. I love writing, I love speaking, and I get to do those as part of my job. But I don't necessarily see that when we are in that really masculine let's call it box of the company has to scale we have to really focus on profit the entrepreneur often really gets left behind in terms of passion and what drove her to start the company in the first place so i do see that really reflected in a lot of my female entrepreneurs physical bodies and so janice would you say that this is something that we as entrepreneurs cannot continue to skip we cannot continue to skip this i have had to in the last um i can't remember when i opened my business 2012 or 2013 i have had to go through my own process with that and it has changed my business it has changed my ability to cope with emotions it's changed my ability to notice and be body aware and to be emotionally aware and to be mindful and trust me i still work on this myself every single day But owning a business is kind of like digging to the sub-basement and then continuing to dig and then you're gonna find a little skeleton laying under there and you can choose to ignore that or you can deal with it. And your body really does know what's going on. But I literally have entrepreneurs that are hobbling off airplanes. I've got entrepreneurs that are suffering from excruciating back pain when they are out at functions. You can't do your best work or your best networking or your best travel or your best thinking when your body is taking up all of these resources, screaming at you saying, no, something is wrong, right? And so I actually think, honestly, clearly I have a bias, but that it is a base level habit to have a sustainable body because your body will chew up resources and it will not 
get better on its own. So I get a lot of people who have sat on this for a decade, just hoping it's gonna magically self-resolve. And typically it actually <laughs> kind of goes the other way. And so then we have to dig backwards, but I really, I mean, I practice what I preach. I spend the first hour of my morning doing work and then I spend an hour with a client and then I go and I spend an hour and a half doing my own body sustainability work. So if I didn't believe that that actually did something for my business, I wouldn't make the time for that. So it sounds like what you're saying, you know, when you think about active listening, <laughs> sounds like what you're saying is to actually incorporate this into your life is it's not just for your life, it's not just for your body, but it is really truly an investment into your business as well. Absolutely it is, absolutely it is. I had a time period where I felt, even though I do what I do, I'm like, I don't have time for this. I have a child, I have a business, I need more money. Let's, we, we've gotta just kind of push that aside. And I ended up, <laughs> I ended up in, in body pain where it actually hurt me to walk down the street. Um, and I honestly, I will tell you the difference between doing this and not doing that is night and day in terms of mental health, in terms of productivity, and in terms of actually being present and focused in your business on a day-to-day -day level. It is, it's a business decision. And clearly I wouldn't do what I do for a living if I didn't believe that, but I experienced that myself while owning a business so in the course of entrepreneurship this has this has unfolded for me and it was one of the largest lessons i got as an entrepreneur because i wasn't even practicing my own craft but just noticing that difference if you need four cups of coffee to get through your morning your body is saying whoa right and so for those that may say well you know, I have a um, fitness coach, I have, you know, a nutritionist and, you know, I'm doing this and I haven't quite lost the weight that I want to lose and, yeah. but, you know, I'm getting there and I still have this and I still have that. I mean, you've clearly said that this is not that. It's not that. And but, those are great things. Right. Those great For those things. that may say, I have this talk a little bit more about the difference because I hear something totally different. It's totally different. Yeah. The difference is that you are gonna get education so that you can do this yourself. And so part of that process for me was that I invested, and I, I invest a ton in continuing education. So there is not a year that goes by that I am not in consistent, constant courses just spending a lot of money and a lot of time to be better and better at my craft. But I noticed that there was a disconnect between what we would learn as instructors and kind of what came down to gyms and personal trainers. Now this is, to be clear, there are some amazing personal trainers and gyms out there, but I would say that the number one difference is if I know it and I see it, I'm gonna give you the education so that you can know it and see it. I'm gonna help you figure out where those body sensations should be. I'm gonna help you figure out what those body sensations should be. I'm gonna give you some education, whether you want it or not, on your bones and muscles and how everything's connected so that you can self-diagnose and that you can actually do something about it. If your back hurts at three in the morning, I'll give you 
know what to do because unless you're married to a chiropractor and he's in bed with you, you know, you're waiting till the morning. And, and so that's the biggest difference is that I run a business. Entrepreneurs actually do love me because they do tend to be very like, I want the information to do it myself. And so there is no depth. So for some people, they come in, they do three, four, five, six sessions. Some people stay for years because they just want to peel and peel and peel, go deeper and deeper and deeper. It's not about the weight. I tell every client this, behind every aesthetic concern is a functional concern. So if you are holding too much weight or you're noticing that you have a saggy butt or saggy arms or saggy whatever it is, that means something in your body's not functioning. And so we're gonna uncover that because that's wasted energy in your day to look in the mirror and be like, ooh, that's gross, right? <laughs> so I think the biggest thing is that I'm gonna hand you your own information packet and that's also how it's a bit different. I mean, people often compare it to physio and it's not physio either. It's not personal training, it's not physio. If you want body awareness and you wanna be able to get that education and information without having to go through teacher training, this is how. It's, it's it truly, every one of my clients will tell you it's life-changing. Absolutely, and, and just from what I hear you talking about, just really relaying this information is amazing because I feel like at this point, this is something that we really need to have and yes. be on board with because, you know, it's fine to have a personal trainer, you know, yeah. or a nutritionist. I've had all of those, but I can sure. honestly tell you this was never anything that was discussed ever. No. No, and, and it's I saw not to knock anyone. No, it's not to knock no. anyone. No. But I can tell you, I I've had all of those, and I've never had a conversation like this with them. I've had all of those too, and what I noticed is the moment that I stop, the progress stops. That all of the information that I actually fundamentally bought went along with that person. And that's not what it is with me. I'm gonna roll out my skeleton and show you. And I mean, it has to be for somebody that wants to go through a process because typically the first couple of sessions are a bit slow. So if you're looking to get in and start sweating and feel like it's the hardest workout ever, it's not going to be because we actually have to start at that foundation. We start at the foundation of if you're coming to me in pain, that's where we start. We don't build fitness on top of pain. We get right. rid of pain and we dig until we find it. And so you might spend a couple of sessions doing very restorative work to get rid of that. Let's decompress everything. Let's figure out why that pain is there in the first place and then build up the muscle tone and build up. And so some people actually don't even get to that part of it. They don't care. They just, they just want the pain gone. Um, but we're looking for fundamental balance. So I would say that if my life philosophy since I opened the business is really to be in alignment. If you came in and saw me in my professional environment or my home environment, I'm the same person. I'm not wearing masks. I'm gonna, you know, if I'm upset, my clients are gonna know it too. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I'm all about just let's be real, let's be aligned. And that includes the body, that includes your career, that includes your family life, that includes your food, that includes everything. Because if you start to get out of alignment on one area, everything else is going to get impacted. You know, and Janice, I, I'm a firm believer that our body is designed to heal itself. Yes. And so, yes. yeah, so if we are not doing the required work yes. to help it heal itself, 
then yeah. it remains sick. I think that fitness, the, the fitness over culture has given us the idea that fitness has to be difficult. No pain, no gain. We've got to work really hard at it. And at the end of the day, if you look at a nine to 12 year old child, they are not exerting through. They are not muscling through right. life being like, oh, just one more. Let's just, if we can just get to the top of this hill, you know, it's just not happening. Their bodies are free. They are doing free, fun movements. They tend to gravitate towards things they love. This is what adults should be doing too. We should yeah. not be going to the, you know, if you don't like weight training, just skip it, even if it is healthy for you. Um, but it shouldn't be about that push and that work and that effort. Now, the work that I do isn't necessarily comfortable. So there, it's not a it's not a restorative process in terms of we're not laying on the floor doing nothing. But it should never be something where you're like, oh, I hate every second of this. Yeah. We want that freedom, and at the end of the day, the body wants to go home to that place that we were at when we were, you know, I use the I use the nine to twelve circle, but really your whole childhood. So a lot of people, I will talk to my clients very openly about that. We are taking the body home. It, we just need to kind of show it, hey, what you're doing by holding all this tension and compression and weakness and imbalance is actually harder than just stripping that out and letting the body take this really natural fitness path. And when we find that path, we shouldn't have to, someone asked me last week what I what I do for weights. I, I don't, I live, you know, and you can, I have tone on my arms, but that's just from lifting normal things. It's because I do this other work and so then my muscles function properly day to day. I have in the past done weight training. At this moment, it's it's not what I want to do. And so we should all have that authority to say, right now I want to do this, right now I want to do that. And just follow your passion, do what you love. Right. I love it. I absolutely love it. So Janice, before we close out, I want to ask you, this is a question that I love to ask certain business owners. And so I feel like you are the perfect person to ask. So I asked this question, um, what rule do you feel like business owners should be breaking? Now, I wanna give you some background information, just, just kind of give you this thought. There is a un unwritten rule, I should say, that business owners should, when they first start out, should work morning noon and night yeah, no. they don't get any sleep they need to be sequestered from their family and just really grind and work hard and that's the only way they're going to succeed and i absolutely hate that rule rule i don't know yeah. who said it why people buy into it and it just needs to disappear and so what do you, what would you say to business owners what what is a rule that we need to be breaking and you may agree that that's that's it i i have two although i definitely also agree with what you say it's actually what you just said is the same thing that we apply to fitness so there's absolutely no way i'm going to disagree with that because it's that same let's grind it out let's do more more's got to be better and if it's harder even better right so i i agree with that there's actually two so one is for people starting out i actually get asked this fairly frequently and it's about business plans and i say don't even write one don't even waste the time to write one now that doesn't mean that doesn't mean just being haphazard with it right. but 
I have seen a lot of people and I had an experience in my life. This is actually my second business. So the first time I spent six to eight months tinkering with a business plan, I never got to actually executing. And so maybe don't have one at all is a bit extreme, but spending more time planning than actually doing is going to kill your business. Yes, definitely. And then the second one is about scheduling. So I have a client schedule and I follow it and I'm very particular about being on time, etc. So again, just putting that box around it. But the idea of scheduling every minute of my day then leaves no time to think about my dreams, to think about how I need to pivot, to think about the experiences that I've had as a business owner and to actually allow the business to go with it. So in the last, I mean, I'm closing in on eight years doing that, I've aged. My clients have changed. I, my son is older. So do I have exactly the same clientele I did eight years ago? No, I don't. And I also have more education. I have more client experience. I've got testimonials. I've got things that really light me up. And so if you have a schedule where you are nine o'clock this, 9.15 that, 9.30 this, 10.30 to two o'clock, we're in this business session, and you never leave time to breathe, you can't allow your business to go in right. that path. So I guess it actually does link back to what you just said um, about you can't work morning, noon, and night. You have to allow your business to breathe. You have to breathe yourself. You have to, I think as an entrepreneur, you've got to have a creative pursuit. You have to have a health mind to you where you have some, some foundation of healthy eating habits, proper sleep. And if you let those things go, you're just going to burn out. Mm -hmm. I agree 100%. And believe it or not, I am a business coach. And I agree 100% that the business plan needs to go out the door. I do have yes. a uh, form of a business plan that I use with my clients, but it's not, you're not going to take six months, eight months, a year exactly business plan and you're definitely not going to pay someone a thousand dollars to do a business plan for you no. you know and and never get it started that's when you get into that analysis paralysis absolutely you know and so i agree with you 100 percent. i know there's probably some business coaches that are going to be listening that will that's light up okay. my inbox and i don't okay. care that's okay <laughs> But to the same end, once you're in the business, it's that constant planning structure, right. sort of, you end up in a straitjacket. Yeah. And I think especially, especially female-owned businesses, we can't run those like men, where right. it's structured, hierarchical. We get exhausted because we yeah. don't have any of that space for creativity and flow. So I think I have a, I have a, a planning system exactly. but that is different than that calendar management let's optimize every moment of my day um, so I think I think throw out some of those really structured tools because they actually end up they end up hurting you more than they end up helping you because it's rigid it's so rigid and it and it forces you to be restrained and you're not you know as business owners i believe most of us business owners we're creative and so if we're going to be creative we can't be in a box we can't be 
you know, closed in. So I absolutely love this conversation, Janice. I knew it was going to be fire. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> and so tell us one more time how we can reach out to you, how we can make contact with you. You can go over to my website, which is mybodycouture.com, or you can hop onto any social media platform, Twitter, LinkedIn, what are they all? Instagram and Facebook, and you can type in My Body Couture. One of my pages will come up. It's always me who answers it, so you can just pop over a direct message. And I'm quite responsive on all of those platforms. So the spelling is M-Y-B-O-D-Y-C-O-U-T-U-R-E.com. And remember folks, we do have all clickable links in the show notes. So when you listen to this podcast, listen again and then listen again and then share it with your business bestie because she needs it too, I guarantee you. <laughs> yep. Yes, and we have those clickable notes in there and you're able to just click and be connected right there immediately with Janice. Janice, thank you so much for coming over to Work Ride and talking with us today. This has really been, you have no idea how impactful this is. This is going to really help quite a few people in more ways than you probably even imagine because I get all kinds of messages from folks and I'm going to say, you know what? On so many levels, I just want you to go listen to that episode. <laughs> oh, thank you. Well, it was such a pleasure to talk to you. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So, folks, this has been another great, awesome, and amazing episode with Warcry Radio. Go be great. And remember, share this with your business bestie and go be great. Hey guys, I wanted to give you just a quick disclaimer as I am bringing on featured guests on the show. I want to let you guys know that the views and opinions expressed here on Warcry Radio from our featured guests are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Warcry Radio, Warcry Consulting Solutions LLC, nor myself, Coach Karina. And guys, I also want to let you know that any content provided by our guests are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, anyone, nor anything. And guys, it is possible for you to hear something other than what I normally teach and um, guide you guys on. So please keep that in mind uh, as you are listening to our featured guests. My goal with bringing on featured guests is to bring additional value for you. Okay, so just keep that in mind, guys. Thanks. Bye.